here's the situation. You are elected to a panel that is going to choose for ESPN, let's say, okay. the most graceful athlete of all time. You get three nominations. Who do you nominate? That's tough. No, that ain't easy. I'm TJ Jagodowski. I'm Rush Howell. And this is Here's the Situation, a very real podcast about extremely hypothetical situations. And uh, this week's theme is Grace and Grass. Very good. And that one, that was that was right on Grace. Yeah. That he, first one. I hit it, yeah, dead on yeah, the nose. Which is preferable. Preferable. <laughs> well. Sometimes we really nibble around the edges of these things. Yeah, and, <laughs> and occasionally I will uh, not even nibble around the edge. I will just come up with one. And it doesn't fit either category, but I just put it in yeah. anyway because I've run out of other ideas. It's not what we ordered, but it's what we got. Yeah, I don't do that very often, but uh, <laughs> on occasion, I will admit to having done that. I hear. Uh, well, I have the first one we're going to talk about a little bit, Rush, and it is Excellent. also on the subject of grace. Okay. So uh, here's the situation. <laughs> so, who, who is the most graceful lawnmower? <laughs> You've the three, three most for ES, uh, E lawnmower PN. Um, you know, it's a uh, here's the situation, Rush. You wake up in the middle of the night to see what you could only describe initially as some sort of holy apparition. If okay. you want to say, like children in time have seen the you know Mother Mary or or what have you, but it seems to be um, haloed or however you want to think about it, it's a holy apparition. Okay, what would it take for you to be convinced both that what you're seeing is actually happening, that you're not asleep, you're not dreaming it, this is really happening, and that what you're seeing is a holy thing. Hmm. Not just, What's let's say, do? a ghost or whatever, but that this is a holy divine entity that is appearing to you. Right. So whatever God exists, mm-hmm. <clears throat> it's got, this, this is from that God. Yep. And, and maybe and, it's not even your God. Right. It might but, be someone else's God, but that this is a divine apparition. Got it. They got to prove it to yeah, me. Yeah. That it's really happening and that it's not just some dude who died eight days ago. Okay. Well, you know, it's interesting because... You ever do the like inception thing within your dreams where you'll you'll be in a dream and then you're like, whoa, 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 something happens. Okay. And you're like, hey, that's wrong. <laughs> that is not something that is that would happen. And I am dreaming and thank goodness because I don't like this situation. <laughs> oh, gotcha. You ever have that happen? On occasion, yes. Okay. And then yeah. I also have it sometimes in the the bad sense where I'm like, oh, this is a great situation. Oh, uh-huh. This isn't real. This isn't real. I used to dream that I was shooting uh, free throws with Larry Bird. Oh, yeah? I have this dream over and over, and so I would always, in the dream, be like, I can't wait to get to school and tell everybody that I shot around with Larry Bird. And then I would wake up, and I'd be, you know, brokenhearted. Uh, yes. Like, this didn't really happen. So the next time I had that dream, I asked him to sign a ball. <laughs> oh, no. So that I'd have proof to bring to school. Oh, no. And then you realized. Had the you, ball surely... signed in the dream. But surely you realize as the ball is being signed, like, oh, no, yeah. this isn't. And and then I love the subconscious being like, you got to, this has got to be, I, I got to get, get the ball signed. Uh, yeah. I mean, what's funny or sad, maybe, I don't know which, is so when I was a kid, I would have more dreams about, um, you know, some girl I really liked. And in the dream, you know, I'm I'm either, you know, she's my girlfriend or we're going to have sex or something. And it's like, that's a very, you know, fun dream mm-hmm. as a kid. And as I get older, I have more dreams that are closer to the Larry Bird situation. <laughs> you know, it'll be like, I, uh, yeah, not basically shooting baskets with Larry Bird. Like, you know, like I become friends with Paul Rudd. Okay. You know, right. like it's a real far, it's it's like, I don't know what it says about. He, call, he of, starts calling you. It's not just a one way thing. Oh, no, no. Like yeah. Paul. It's always that they really like me. 
uh, as part of that dream. But so anyway, I'm 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 going to definitely to to know it's not a dream. I think at least one or two levels of that inception thing where I say, wait a second, is this a dream? Because I don't think you can ask, is it a dream in a dream and not recognize that it's a dream. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'll, maybe I'll pinch myself, but I'll definitely, that'll be the first thing that I think is going to tell me whether I'm dreaming or not, is I just say, wait a second, this feels like a dream. Let's double check this. You know, m- maybe I'll go and like open my computer and check to see that an email I sent earlier that day had been sent right. or something, you know, I'll get some sort of verification. FaceTime someone say, are you, see- are you seeing this as well? Yeah, I don't know that I'm going <laughs> to, I, you know, I'm probably going to try to act quickly okay i probably won't do the email thing because i i maybe have a divine uh apparition um in in my uh in my house and then and then if it's uh so so now i know i'm not dreaming i think i'm going to in order to be convinced uh i i'm probably gonna like force it to perform some sort of miracle right okay um i don't know though because you know seeing a ghost would be j- just as just as crazy as seeing a divine apparition but <clears throat> you know i'm going to have some s- suspicion that it's a hologram that somebody has set this thing up you know so i'm probably going to look for it to have like agency to be able to respond specifically to things that i ask mm-hmm. um and then you know if it's powerful enough that it's created by god and there is a envoy from god uh i'm going to probably ask for some sort of miracle okay how about you? What what would you do in that? Situation? I think I, yeah, I think I'd I'd have to get up out of bed, walk around, maybe like eat something, you know, do some do some purposeful activity to be like, okay, I'm awake. Right. This is this is actually happening. Um, and assuming that the 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 apparition hasn't spoken already, then I'd probably ask it like short of short of miracle. I'd say like, okay, what am I thinking about? Mm. You know, like, what am I going to say next? Say it at the same time as me. Right. Jelly bean, you know, like yeah. something, something, I guess. To what if that. he's like, God's not am- omniscient. <laughs> so I, I can't do that, but I am a divine. And what if that's, you know, that's just true. <laughs> like, All right. I'm, hey, I'm agreeing with you so far. Okay. I'm, I'm apparition. <laughs> Holy or not, I'm agreeing with you. You're, yep. you're, you're talking, you're talking to a brother here. Um, but I guess something, something to that effect, something, or to tell me something about my own past that maybe i've never shared with anybody or you know something i did absolutely alone or you know haven't told i sometimes think about that this is a little bit separate but like let's say you and i were separated for the next 40 years right we're walking down the street we've changed a lot you know we're not immediately recognizable i'm pretty sure it's you right but what could like what three four five word phrase could i say that only you Mm-hmm. would be like TJ, you know, that it would be immediately something that only you and I have experienced. So not even something that could have been shared with, you know, our like D&D group on Saturday yeah. or whatever. It would have to be just just you and I. So I guess I'd almost be asking something like that of the apparition, but I didn't experience it with anybody. Right. Just, just me. Just totally alone. Yeah. Okay. I think so that, that, that'll that would, prove his bona fides. I think so. Yeah. I think I think that would be beyond the pale of what anyone else would. But no. Yeah, I mean, I'd be pretty. I think I'd be pretty quick to uh, to sign on. Yeah. To this being, you know, <clears throat> once you get past like the five minutes of how how is this being done, you know, who's yeah. doing this, what could this possibly be, then I'm just going to get straight into probably like asking questions. I, I'm hoping it's not going to be like I got to see like 
all my Christmases in the past, or, right. you know, something like that, and like, <laughs> all the things that I've done badly. Um, you know, really hoping it's not that kind of like heavy guilt ghost. It seems like like most movie ghosts are like primarily interested in getting you to improve your life via like heavy guilt. And I like to think that however it is that they're dressed or how they appear gives you some indication of what kind of ride this is going to be. Yeah. Like, oh man, this guy looks like a chimney sweep who eats, <laughs> you know, like eats souls. This is not going to go well, no, you, you know, like, um, oh, what was I thinking? The apparition. Oh, I would be quick. I'd be quick to accept like, this is a spirit. This is a ghost. I'm open to that. I think it would be a much longer walk to be like, this is divine. This is mm. a saint. This is Buddha. This is, you know, Vishnu coming to visit me or, you know, Ra popping by. But I'd be, I, I think I'm, I'm willing to take the jump pretty quickly. Like, this is a spirit. This, there's a ghost in my room and I'm okay with that. I think the bridge between those two would be shorter for me. Yeah. I would be so surprised that there's an app. I don't believe in ghosts. So I'd be very surprised <laughs> that I'm dealing with an apparition. And then if it was like, I'm from God, I'd be like, all right. <laughs> hey, you know, wherever we're, you're we're, from. we're already like deep <laughs> yeah, into the world right. of things. that You already got past the hard part, buddy. I don't exactly. know. Wherever you're from exactly. is fine. <laughs> all right. Great. Okay. <clears throat> TJ, here's the situation. Okay. Uh, marijuana. Yep. Is legal. Okay. In some places right now. Yep. Okay. But I'm going to do a slightly different situation. Okay. You are a professional gambler mm-hmm. in a world where you're allowed to basically gamble on anything. So it's like everything, anything and everything is open to, you know, you can go make bets about is, are there going to be uh, more dogs next year than there are this year? That's, you know, anything you can yep. bet on. So in that world, you're a professional gambler. Marijuana is legalized all across the United States, every state, every county. And it's not. Um, it's not overpriced, you know, it's not like medical marijuana where it's four times the price of marijuana on the street or something. It's just easy access to everybody. In stores like Coca-Cola. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. So in that world, some people come to you right after that law is passed and they're like, we want your thoughts on some of these bets that we're thinking about making. Oh, great. And they want to know, they want to know where, where you think this is going to come out. Great. All right. So one thing they want to know is. Will aquarium attendance go up or down? More people going to go to aquariums than uh, they used to or not? Aquariums, aquarium attendance is going up. Okay. Why is yeah. that? Uh, it's restful. It's, I, I don't, I don't smoke marijuana, but I could see if I did, the aquarium would all of a sudden seem more appealing to me somehow. Yeah. I think it would be soothing. It'd be, it'd be a nice place to go when you're, when you're a little, a little mellowed out. I think, Yeah. I think it's like a, you know, almost equivalent to a park. It's a very, like, calming, at your own pace. You can dilly here and just take it all in. But, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think I think aquarium, also if acid was legalized, I think an yep. aquarium would also <clears throat> would also go up. I, I, I think that that makes a lot of sense. The counter argument would be people are just going to stay home more. They're just oh, going to sure. stay home and smoke. But I, I, you know, I agree. I'd be willing to put a dollar <laughs> down that aquarium attendance is going up. <laughs> Uh, second thing people want to bet on is will the average critic score on Rotten Tomatoes Ooh. for movies next year go up, down, or stay about the same now that we've legalized marijuana everywhere? I think it's going to stay about the same. Okay. I think people's general impressions of things might be slightly more positive, but I think they're going to be too lazy to write the review. Okay. See, I think... That 
the critics will stay the same. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. And then I think the user scores will go way up. Up. Because I think the average person, when they go to a movie high, per- likes the movie more than if they didn't see it high. Right. But I think the critics will try to kind of uh, keep around the same overall uh, overall review okay. level. That's just, you know. I, I don't know. I hope the, the weed lobby doesn't come at me because I, yeah. I don't know what I'm talking about. But <laughs> I hear you. Um, we are two, two of the worst people to ask I know. about. Neither, like, neither of us smoke marijuana, but that's what, you know, you're a professional gambler. They're just, they want your opinion on that my, basis. My impression of like, oh, this is how people act on marijuana hasn't changed since I was like five years old, I think. Right. Except I, you know, I don't think people jump out of windows because it doesn't equal PCP in my mind anymore. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> Uh, do you think cocaine usage will go up, down, or stay the same? Ooh, um, I wonder if that's the question, if that's equivalent to being like, is it a gateway drug? I think so. I yeah. think that's really the kind of disguised question. Yeah. Yeah, I think it will. Go up. I think so. I think so. Yeah, I'm not sure I, I totally buy the gateway drug argument, but I, I do think if you're just, if gun to my head, right, yeah. I'm betting. It's my money. I think cocaine uh, usage is going to go Yeah, and I don't know if I buy that it's a gateway drug either, but like, if it's like, hey, why don't like 15 of us get together and get baked? One of those people might also have like cocaine with them, and that may make someone else think it's a, hey, I'm in a safe place, I'm around a bunch of people I trust, we're all high, maybe I'll give this a shot, you know, as long as I'm in this kind of environment. So I think in that way it might. But I don't know if I buy like, you know, pot's the first step in a road that leads to heroin. I don't know if I'd buy that entirely. I mean, I I would think that of people that drink alcohol, uh, more more people that there's a higher percentage of the people that drink alcohol that will use cocaine than of people that don't drink alcohol. And so I'm just thinking, you know, alcohol is legal on the, on the shelves. And I'm not saying that alcohol is a gateway drug either, but I just think it would, it's just likely that people are just kind of going to party more there's yeah. a higher chance. And I, I and oddly <clears throat> enough, I think I loved alcohol mm-hmm. uh, and never never got into drugs. And perhaps because it was like a bit of a I'm a, maybe a little bit of a control freak. And the kind of sip by sip aspect of alcohol was way more appealing to me than the do this once and it has you now for a couple hours afterwards. You know, like that right. there was no regulating it after you after you took it you know yeah that's that's interesting i i I agree i mean i i never really have done any drugs Mm -hmm. and and drank a fair amount so um anyway i could be wrong the stats could be out there that say no cocaine usage won't go up but that's just my gut too uh i'm gonna ask you in a moment for um three types of companies okay that you would want to put money into okay so we're gonna come back to that one sure but in uh, but before that, will the percentage of pets that are dogs go up, down, or remain about the same? Interesting. The percentage of pets, I think they'll go down a little bit, percentage wise. And what is the the type of pet that is likely to to take some of the market share away from dogs in terms of cats? Okay, cats. Um, maybe. F- Cats and maybe fish. Um, We're back to the aquarium. Yeah. Yes. But yeah, I don't think birds, I don't think anything that requires, and in my head, for some reason, birds require more care than fish. I don't know (laughs) if that's true, but um, I visited a buddy who has a cat and I realized like, oh, you never have to take this out. 
mm-hmm. once however so long you like put it's you know go empty the litter box but otherwise like you throw some food out it kind of eats when it wants to you know and right. will and won't eat everything and then you don't have to take it out and i think for anyone who becomes like a regular pot smoker the idea of not having to necessarily take three or four walks a day will become more appealing so i think yep. dog share drops i also think they, they may just be a little happier mm-hmm. people because they're they're high a lot yeah and, and a dog good, would probably be a great a buddy to have it would be but a lot of the thing about the dog is like the dog is is there to help you you mm-hmm. know feel happier gotcha. and if you're already feeling pretty good all the time you may be slightly less likely to want the dog and need the dog for emotional support um, and then you, like you said, you got to take care of it. I, I think things like ferrets and stuff would go up. Like, okay. I feel like every time I've ever seen a ferret, like the, the person will at least occasionally smoke weed okay. that owns the ferret or like big snakes, like a big, oh, big, man. like around your neck, go oh, to God. the beach kind of snake. Let's, oh, first of all, <laughs> go to the beach. You know, those people. Yeah. It's like I a seven foot, you know, a seven foot. Boa. Yeah. First of all, those people should just, they should be should be taken out behind the shed. I mean, who walks around? That I have seen. That, yeah. And it, that is terrifying. <laughs> a big old snake like that. Um, I don't know what I think on the snakes now. Uh, so I said a couple, two, three industries or or types of businesses. You'd be like, I want to invest in these guys going forward. There, it's it, like the first the first thing I think of is, and again, my concept of how you know what. What marijuana does to someone is locked in time since I was a child. Sure. Um, it, they'd almost all be food. Um, pizza delivery yeah. joints, any kind of chips, um, you know, s- snack foods, maybe the uh, the ashtray industry, which I think has been getting hammered lately. Oh, yeah. It's been rough. It's been tough. <laughs> Used to tough be ashtrays times. everywhere. Bowling Alley had 300 ashtrays in it. Built yeah. into the score table, there were there were ashtrays with with bent little wires so you could rest your cigarette in there. Yeah, um, there was probably like a Rockefeller, like one one like that. There was just the ashtray, yeah, barren. <laughs> and then like probably movies, you know, like any sort mm-hmm. of. I'm, I'm sure they're all doing just fine for themselves, but yep. Amazon Prime or whatever, you know, anything that keeps you inside and snacking, I think would would be um, any. Uh, you know, like um, horde type music fests. Yeah, sure, sure. Well, uh, right, just... blanket. You know those uh, those blankets that basically look like serapes, but they're you know blankets yeah. for the for the lawn seating. Right. Um, but I think it would mostly be like snacks and indoor, you know, indoor entertainment. The the ones that I thought were, I thought there would be like your Uber Eats and Grubhub mm. and uh, other food delivery places like that would love it. I think like Uber and Lyft would actually do worse because you'd have less um, designated driving Uh because more people, I think, would be okay driving high than driving drunk. Um, There's probably like some clothing stuff that would do really well. I don't know exactly, but like, you know, open-toed shoes, that sort of stuff I I associate with like people being a little more (laughs) relaxed. Um, I think like... I think like camping equipment would go up. Okay. Because I think like lanterns and. Yeah. Because I think like, you know, if you're going to go get high and like look at nature, seems like a good thing to do. I hear you. So anyway, those those were some that I had. Rush, do you, as as an an attorney, are you aware of where there's, you know, a a set 0.7 or 0.6 or 0.8 or whatever legal limit for alcohol? Is there a road test you can, uh, like, uh, 
I know you can put someone through a sobriety, you know, like a, a sobriety exam or whatever, so you can still drive under the influence of drugs that won't show up on a breathalyzer, obviously, or whatever. Yeah. But is there a set like thing, or um, or is it just like an a, officer for to if check you're like yeah, you're, you're high or whatever? Yeah. Marijuana. I think they show you like a scene from Super Troopers, <laughs> and if you laugh, they're like, "Nope, oh, this guy, That's, you have to be high to find yeah, that movie." Taking your funny, license away, in my opinion. But uh, no, I don't know. I don't know what the the okay. limits are, and um, you know, I, I don't even. I, to be honest, I don't even understand uh, whether it's illegal at, at what levels to drive while high. It's just never something I've had to worry about. Yeah, how you gauge that impairment. But I will whatever. I will tell you this. I have many times gotten into a car with somebody who was a little high mm. driving, and I'm way more okay with that than I am Someone who's a little drunk. With somebody who's drunk. Yeah. Or a little drunk, I mean. Um, okay, final one on this one. Oh, yeah. One last thing. Uh, one movie star whose career is just screwed. Oh, so they're gonna have you short one movie star's career for whatever reason. Once now that everybody's smoking weed, this person is in trouble. Mm. No longer has the appeal they used to. Liam Neeson. <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. We're just gonna leave that. Yeah. There. Hello. There. Right, great. Uh, I have one for you, Rush. That is right. also on the grass, the marijuana side Very of uh, of grass. So here's the situation: you were taking the stuff out of uh, your stuff out of a rental car. You go to the trunk and you're gathering all your belongings. You had bought some gifts or some, you know, you'd shopped in a way that wasn't normal. So you didn't even notice that there was a different, another bag in there as you gathered everything, everything up. You get to your, uh, you get to your home and you realize that within one of these paper bags is just a large, large amount of marijuana in a bag. For whatever reason, you weigh it. It does not come out as an exact amount. This is not exactly one pound. It is not, you know, a kilo or whatever. Um, so you have just a sort of large random amount of marijuana yeah. in your possession now. What do you do with it? So got a huge bag of weed. Yeah. We'll say over a pound. When you weigh it, it's, you know, a, a pound and seven ounces or something like that. Okay. And it was, I, I was, where was I shopping? Um, You were, let's say it was a, it was a rental car. So you were just shopping. You were in Phoenix. You bought some athletic equipment you know but as far as you know this could have been by the way i'm going to do that in phoenix it's nice it's good good weather i'm going to get out and play a little golf or tennis um but as far as you know this bag may have been in this car for like three people ago you know and no one used the trunk or or whatever i Um, I don't know whether i got mixed into my bags correct in the the athletic equipment store or, or there and it doesn't feel like holy shit there's going to be a drug dealer coming after me is this was like you know, yeah. I want. I wanted for the sake of the scenario. I wanted to remove that aspect of it by saying that's not like a set am- amount. So it doesn't feel like oh, I just received this from a trafficker. Yeah, I, I don't know that you're going to be able to get that out of my head. I'm going to okay. be worried that somebody's going to. Ah, uh, boy. So I get this this pound or whatever of weed. I, I, I. Well, here's the problem. I think. My first inclination would Maybe we be, should start calling the show that. Here's, that? here's the problem. Here's the problem, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, my first inclination would be to go take it to somebody I know that smokes weed. And I hear like, you. Here you go. Yep. This looks like thousands of dollars <laughs> worth of weed. I don't want it. Um, but I would be nervous that I have no way of knowing if it's good weed or laced with something. Right. You know, it feels a little bit like 
uh, terrorist plot, you know, like, hey, drop a bag of like sure. see what arsenic laced right. weed in, in somebody's thing. And like what, what the happens. scarecrow would do in Batman. Yes, yeah. exactly right. right. Exactly right. So I think, so then my second inclination is I would take it to the police. Mm-hmm. Now, I think. I think you and I are hand in glove on this so right. far. Now, so this is going to be like a white privilege moment, right? Because I think, just given, I think I could I could get away with that, no problem. Mm-hmm. I don't think the police are going to give me a hard time that it's my drugs. Yep. I'm going to be a little worried about that, but I'm going to have like a lifetime of history of having not done any drugs. I'm going to have no criminal record. I'm going to, you know, I am a lawyer. And I think I'm, I think I would get away with that. And I think I would say, look, I have no idea how this got in there. And I'm going to, I'm going to say like, I went to that athletic store mm-hmm. and I rented the car from this agency. Yep. And so sorry if I'm ratting out either of those, but by the way, like, fuck you. <laughs> if you gave me a rental car with a bunch of weed in the back of it and I could have been stopped at any point in time and gone to jail, you know? So I don't care that, that it's going to come down hard on them. So I, I think just my initial inclination, it's not really out of like a moral obligation to turn it into the cops. I think I'm more worried about, um, that there could be something wrong with it. And so I'm, I'm going to go ahead and do it, even though there's some small chance, um, that, that they're going to, you know, I mean, I may well, I'm I'm sure I'm going to have to go in for questioning multiple times, especially in Phoenix, you know, I'm not like dying to spend extra time in Phoenix, but I think all things considered, I'm, I'm willing to do, you know, five hours of interviews to deal with this issue. Um, because, you know, what if I give it to my friend and there's something wrong with it? Or yep. what if I give it to my friend and it turns out that the person looking for it wants it back? Yeah. You know, or it turns out it's like, I don't know, there's a very small chance of this. But what if it's some sort of like weird sting? Mm-hmm. You know, um, it was probably, uh, that, 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 I don't know how that would be the case. But <laughs> anyway, I'm going to worry about all that stuff and turn it in. What would you have done? I think I went through those steps in my mind and then just decided like, oh, I'm just going to go to a supermarket parking lot and throw it in the dumpster. Okay. And then, because even if I figure, like, even if they, like, I end up on tape or whatever, like, I have no problem telling them from that point what happened, you know, and every yep. thought, thought that went through my head. It was in the car. Obviously, I didn't want it. I didn't want to sell it. I wasn't trying to put it out on the street. I just wanted to get rid of it. I didn't know what to do, so right. I threw it away like I would with other stuff that I don't want. Right. I will tell you what I would never, ever do with it is sell it. No. And I've already talked about before no. the three things you learn from movies, right? Don't recreate dinosaurs. Right. Um, don't, uh, don't make machines that are smarter than humans and, and don't, if you find a bag of money, just leave it there. Right. Don't do anything with it. And this is just one this step away like, from this finding, is basically a bag of finding a bag of money. If I start going and selling this marijuana, I mean, yeah. like, I don't I, want I don't a care. job. Yeah. I don't care if it's worth a million dollars, right? Like if I found a bag that big of cocaine, yeah, there's no world in which I'm, I'm selling any of that. So. If it's cocaine, do you do the same? Just take it to the cops? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'm even more worried. Yeah. In fact, if I throw it in a dumpster, I'm worried because, look, there's video uh, everywhere, and, and somebody may think it's it's a drop-off. Or, I, I, I would really, really hate it way more if I found a huge bag of cocaine. I would, too. That seems so <clears throat> much more dangerous and nefarious, and to the point where I would worry more about going to the cops and that, like, oh, this is traceable, right, to this, like— drug family and we want you to like testify what happened yeah. now and then like i want no I might just part incinerate of any it. of this yeah i might incinerate it for if i found like a bunch oh, of that just creates a heroin. bunch of right i'd get high as hell right i'd be like the whole city now you're the scarecrow you just got the whole city 
cracked no, no, up. No, no, no. I, I would dispose of it by putting it in the water supply. <laughs> All right, all right. I like that one. Um, I got two more that I like too. I, I, I really, I, I think I killed these. Okay, good. I, I will do. Uh, I'm going to do one. That I don't think you're going to like. Here's the situation. Um, you're a professional movie reviewer. Okay. Take your job seriously. Great. You do a good job. Okay. Um, one thing you don't do is you don't watch the previews beforehand. No. Because your your feeling is. In today's age, you learn too much about the movie. Yeah, the I don't preview. know half the movie. You want to go in yeah. cold. Yep. Uh, you get a little under the weather, not quite sure. You're supposed to go to the movie. Um, you miss it. You you end up oversleeping badly, and you have a deadline. Mm-hmm. And it turns out your deadline that you can't miss is five minutes from now. Oh, boy. You haven't seen the movie. Okay. Uh, all you have is a blurb. About the movie, and you got to write a review, okay, and try to keep your job. So right. here is here is the movie that you have to write a review for. The movie is called Grace. Okay, Grace. It, it stars Sandra Bullock, uh huh, Gary Oldman. Okay, Will. Smith. Well, I know I'm going to say he was good. Okay. Well, hey, it, yeah. <laughs> Will Smith's in it. Okay, Jada Pinkett Smith is in it. Okay, and Elijah Wood. You've never seen a preview. You don't know anything other than the title and those five stars. Okay, and it's. Uh, it's directed uh, by Martin. No, no, no. Uh, you know what? I'm not going to give you a director. I okay. was going to say Martin Scorsese, and then I didn't like that, so I'm going to take that out. Okay. You don't know who the director is. Okay. It's a, a first-time director. You're not familiar with their work. Great. What? Uh, give me your review for Grace that you're going to have to try to pass off as a uh, functional review. Okay. And uh, and not get fired over this. Just give me the last name of this first-time director for for. Um, Koppelman. Okay. Mr. or Mrs.? N- Mr. Okay. Mr. Koppelman does a respectable job in his debut film, Grace. Some stories need to be told. Other stories are told regardless. And unfortunately, this is one of them. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Gary Oldman does his best to rescue this, <laughs> rescue this film from the clutches of, in my opinion, one too many Smiths. Um <laughs> Elijah Wood is passable as <laughs> as usual, um, but he's getting too old to be cute anymore. Um, Sandra Bullock again uh, does a, a workmanlike job in in her portrayal, uh, but I would feel no need to run out to see Grace. Uh, let Grace pass by you this one time. <laughs> well done. I love it. I love the, I love the intro line of some stories need to be told. <laughs> some are told nonetheless. <laughs> this unfortunately is the latter. <laughs> Oh man, that is that, oh, that was well done. I, I, I that made I, me anxious. Just the setup made me anxious, not for having to come up with it on the spot, but it just gave me like you know, um, night you know like those school nightmares of like you're in the exam and you didn't know what was happening right. that day. See, I I probably would have taken some chances on a couple okay. plot points. Which <laughs> yeah, been, I didn't. Would have been would have been way too risky. Probably should have just done some. stuff. I stuck to opinion because oh, you yeah. know they can, they can tell me I might I might be I might be wrong in my thoughts, but not wrong in my facts. Right, right. I might have thrown in like a couple sentences, uh, just like uh, musings on the concept of grace. You okay, know, I hear you. Uh, but but it's yeah, good good decision not to be like you know. Uh, a, a typical love story gone wrong, and then you find <laughs> right. out like, no, 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 that's not what it was. But um, yeah, good, good, safe. Not you know, not going to be the your best review, but no. you're not getting fired. Over yeah, that and and I, and I kind of feel bad that I was you know generally negative uh, about it, but I kind of went by reputation on some of these, you know. Hey, um, yeah. 
So here's the here's the here's the situation, Rush. Great. You are offered a substantial prize, something that is very very appealing to you, and price wide would just be way out of range. So maybe every racket that Federer used in all of his major wins. Awesome. Okay. Super um, great prize. Yes, and to claim <clears throat> it, all you need to do for two weeks, and this is based on grass, by the way. Okay. Is Find a patch of grass somewhere outside, take a dump on it, put it in a put your own dump in a bag like a dog <laughs> and throw it in a dumpster. Okay. So you have to find a, a like an outside grassy patch and for 2 weeks take any crap that you have to take outside dog style. Do you do that for 2 weeks? Yeah, done. <laughs> Absolutely. So First of all, like I'm, I, I gotta, yeah, it's gonna be a little hard to get like the two weeks where I can figure out a, a place to do that. But I'm, I'm gonna take like a two week vacation, okay, and I'm gonna go find some place where, yeah, I mean, uh, sure, okay. What if, what if it was within, within the city, within the city limits? If you couldn't find a super like secluded part of the world within the city of Eesh. Chicago, yeah, I'd still do it. I, I like that less. But, okay, uh, I'm gonna. Probably, you know, find a place where there's a backyard. Okay. Someone's um, backyard? <clears throat> yeah, probably. I mean, I'm going to, not like a, not like a, I'm not going to trespass, <laughs> but I'm going to go like rent a Airbnb, maybe your place, and uh, go out, <laughs> go out in the backyard and just, you know, I mean, uh, I, I wouldn't do it if it was like once okay. and I had to do it in front of my office building. Okay. Okay. So I won't do that once, right? I'm not right. going to get... Um, I, I have taken a dump outside. Okay. This was horrible. Oh God. This is probably 10 years ago. I was drunk and I went home to my apartment and in the middle of the night got up because I had to take a crap and was still a little drunk, probably fairly drunk, I guess. And I took a left instead of a right thinking I was going into my bathroom and instead, I just took, I went right into my hallway and closed the door, locking myself out. This was a building with no uh, front desk. Nobody could help me in any way, shape, or form. And I was wearing underwear, like boxers and a t-shirt, and it was probably 15 degrees. So I uh, ended up walking downstairs. Um, I mean, and I'm like, you know, I got up. You know the thing, like, have you ever been, like, at a hotel and you... you um you have to go to the bathroom, but it's not like that bad. But then you, you, you start walking down the hallway to go to your hotel door and your body just is like, all right, we're no. ready to go. Yeah. And it just kicks into the next gear. And then you reach down and your hotel key doesn't work. Mm. And so you have to go back down to I've the I've never desk. had all of those things this happen. This has happened to me probably, parts of those probably things three happen. or four times this has happened <laughs> to me. And so it's weird because had I just, if I just, I wouldn't have had to go to the bathroom if I had just you know, known and waited five minutes would have been fine, but because I've started the process. Right. So I was having that problem that night is I had started the process. So I am frantically trying to figure out where to go to the bathroom. And it turns out that like my only option, there's no, I mean, I'm not going to take shit on the hallway of my apartment building. So I just run outside in front of like, I'm on like Clark and uh, Armitage and just took a shit next to a tree. Which if you're not familiar with Chicago, 
is it's, a pretty major. Yeah, it's not it's like a very a primary intersection, but there is that's nothing but people and businesses that, and right. Yeah, and it was probably three or four in the morning, mm-hmm. but at least two or three people walked by. I mean, I'm out there with like a, yeah. I'm out there with like a streetwise, you know, to wipe. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was hor- It was like a bottom five moment of my life, and then I go in, and uh, I just have to like wait for some uh, person to come in so I can call a locksmith. And but of course, like any person that comes in is like, stay away from him, stay away from him. So anyway, horrible. How long were you out there? Eventually, someone. Well, I came. I I I jammed something in the door of of the building so that I could run outside. I probably took the shit as fast as I ever have. Probably two two and a half minutes or less. Maybe maybe a minute. And then ran back in, and I was outside of my apartment for another three hours. Oh, God. Unable to get into the apartment. Ended up locking myself, not locking, closing myself into the electrical closet. And somebody at about 6 a.m. was finally <sighs> like, oh, here you go. It's horrible. Last, last condition on these Federer rackets. Yes. If you had to pick a city park, if all dumps had to be take, yep. taken in a in a Chicago city city park. Yep. You're good? Oh yeah. Okay. Still going to do it. I got, I get like some incredible prize for two weeks. I I think, look, first of all, I can probably, I I went to summer camp one time and took three dumps in two weeks because I was like, because they didn't have doors on the fucking, on the stall. I mean, what kind of place is ridiculous? You can't do that. And I'm like, I'm 12, right? I don't want to like. Just, if you're worried about it, just make those really high cut doors. Yeah. So you know you're not going to go in there and do anything crazy with a bunch of other people. But it you can't horrible. have no doors. That's right. There not were no right. doors, and it was no. it was gross. And I only I only went. To, uh, it was three weeks actually. And I and I remember was this two weeks at embarrassment camp? It, it was three weeks. Yeah. It basically was. But it was three weeks. Um, I'm I was wrong. It was uh, like almost a full three weeks. And I only went to the bathroom number two three times, wow. and twice was on one day. And uh, oh my god. <laughs> Was that a uh, was that a rough experience? But anyway, I, I so so anyway, I think I can probably only take you know four or five shits during this two week okay. period, and you know I'm going to spend hours a day making sure that the coast is clear. Mm-hmm. And I'm, but okay, yeah. you're, you're well, going to do that. You're going to do. You're going to get like every. Uh, you know, you're, you're going to get like um, to shoot Seasons, free throws with Larry Bird. Season tickets to the Bo Sox? Sure, for the rest of your life. Yeah, front row. I find a way. Yeah. Oh yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of quiet parks in town. Oh without it, a doubt. yeah, I'm not even I'm not going to hesitate. Yeah. Do you want? You can hit me with another one. Okay, I'm going to give you one more before we uh, we'll go to the one you it. mentioned. Yep. So these these this is probably short, uh, you know, pretty short answers. But here's okay. the situation. I'm going to give you a trio of words. This is based on grace. A trio of words, including the word grace, and I want you to tell me what the three are as a group. And there's no right or wrong answer, so it's not like, oh, those are the three things the Bible say goes into a marriage, or those are the first names of the uh, Andrew sisters, or whatever. It. So it's whatever you think these three are as a trio. You can you can uh, you can hit me with that. Got so it. here's the first one: grace, power, and knowledge. Uh, I think those are um, those going to be the three uh, women in a six person superhero movie. Okay, wonderful. <laughs> grace. Lillian and Hannah. <laughs> uh, those are um, the three aunts of uh, an English woman in a uh, coming of age period piece. Okay. Grace, prayer, and forgiveness. Those are um, the three, uh, like, 
there are three necklaces hanging down from a cab driver's cab uh, that each spell out those three things that terrify me enough that I get out of the cab before uh, just immediately and just give him ten dollars and say sorry. Even go. if he's a little baked, you're not going to feel safe with this guy. I don't feel safe with this with this guy who clearly has done some bad things in the past. <laughs> Last one: Grace, Lace, and Trace. Uh, those, that's, um, that's the name of a, uh, of a sexual move that, uh, is invented at a, uh, all boys <coughs> prep school in New Hampshire. The old Grace Lace and Trace. Thank you. I like that one. That one, that one kind of tickled me. Very good. All right. So let's come back to, uh, wh- where I started. most, yeah. So it is, here's the situation. You, uh, you get hired by ESPN they're doing a panel, and they're what they're doing is um, they're picking an athlete uh, that that best embodies fifty different words, and you're yep. put on that panel, and and the word that you're uh, put to work on with two or three other people is is graceful. Okay, and you have to pick the you have to nominate three athletes that, in your view, are the most graceful uh, that you've seen, and so who comes to mind? Uh, immediately, uh, Ken Griffey Jr. Oh, nice. Um, I, I love, I, I think a, a beautiful swing, a beautiful baseball swing is one of the more graceful, one of the more graceful things I can see on, a, on an athletic, uh, in an athletic forum. And do you agree with the prevailing wisdom that left-handed swings are, are on the whole more uh, uh, aesthetically pleasing than right-handed The ones swings? that come to mind most quickly are almost all lefties. Okay. I still don't know why a lefty likes a ball down and in more than a more than a righty, mm-hmm. but apparently, you know, the book says the book says they do. But if I think of the you know the other swing that immediately comes to mind is Will you know like Will Clark or whatever that yeah. oh. that lefties have you know just pretty pretty swings. And I might be more mindful of a left-handed swing just because you see you know fewer fewer of them on average. I would guess. Um, but, uh, I think, and also in all aspects, fielding and stuff, Ken Griffey Jr. operated with, with a lot of, with a For lot sure. of grace. Um, the first, like immediately I wanted to come up with a woman cause I think quite, you know, you know, typically or whatever, for whatever reason you think of grace, grace as a, as a, a feminine, a feminine quality. Although my disdain for figure skating, I think mm. would keep me from putting anyone who right. figure skates on on that list. So, um, I'd probably put Jordan on there. Okay. Um, I think especially, well, yeah, no, I think Jordan embodies, embodies grace with a, you know, with a, um, not a brutal edge, but with a kind of a, uh, a killer quality <laughs> to that. Well, it's funny that grace. He's, a, he's <laughs> a graceless human being. Yes. But a graceful athlete, yeah, absolutely. Where like LeBron's style of play has a little more force, a little more brutality Agreed. to to it. Where <clears throat> you know, like guys are hanging off of him and, and stuff. Uh, yeah, he's he's more of a bulldozer and yeah. probably a better person. Yeah, than, than Jordan, but yeah, um, more graceful person. And I know I'm missing some some huge things. And, and I and like I said, my first thought went to like, okay. Uh, Marion Jones, Jackie Joyner, Kersey, Valerie Briscoe Hooks. Um, but even as I picture like Jackie Joyner, Kersey running, it's gorgeous. I don't know if it's necessarily, gr- you know, like Grace is, I guess, Grace, I also think is being somewhat effortless. 
Yeah, you know, whereas like, a lot of these runners, it's so much power. Right. Um, you, you know, maybe like a – was it Jackie Joyner Kirsty? It was a great high jumper too. It's That's that's pretty cool to right. watch. Um, and even when I think gymnastics, there's uh, amazing athletic ability to it, but it's not necess- – it's, it's almost um, – forceful execution quite often than necessarily like oh that was so so graceful yeah like the floor exercise is yeah. more graceful than the vault right uh I, I i see that and i i mean i hear you that figure skating would come to mind but you know uh i'm not going to disagree you know i don't love figure skating either yeah and i'm having trouble i know i know there's someone who's just wants to kick me in the nose on this that i'm i'm just passing i'm just right not thinking of right now um because i know i've watched someone say god i love watching him her play this play this game or um I, I i thought like you know a few that came to mind for me would be like a gail sayers barry sanders mm-hmm. type runner as opposed to the power runner mm-hmm. who's really kind of light of foot and and also um certain wide receivers um like Lynn Swan, I always mm. think of as kind of graceful in this, you know, really a game. Maybe that's not the most graceful game in football. I certainly think Federer would be um, one of the one of the people I would have up there. Anybody that like really uh, moves, re- you know, really well in tennis, as opposed to the more kind of again brute force style, right? Um, and then I, I mean, I was thinking of, you know, trying to think of like a great. Uh, high jumper uh-huh right and you know there was a guy his name is javier sotomayor who was the greatest high jumper ever he may i doubt he still has the world records but when i was doing track as a kid uh, i just remember watching him and being like it's just unbelievable what he's yeah. able to do with his body yeah in a way that's you know kind of picturesque i know i've been watching stuff <clears throat> with beth and say like that's incredibly hard what they're doing and they're making it look like that is so easy. Uh, and you know, I'm a Red Sox fan, Jackie Bradley Jr. They show slow motion catches that he makes these amazing, his, his face doesn't change. It looks like he's sitting in a barca lounger mm-hmm. and he's running full speed, jumping up and smashing into a wall. And it looks like he might've just gotten up from a nap. And I find oh. that incredible that that countenance stays, right. you know, regardless, because I'm a teeth grinder. If I have any, ex, you know, exert myself at all, it looks like, like you know, like this. Oh, yeah. I would oh. hate to watch myself playing sports. Yeah. Uh, the, another one I thought of was like downhill skiing, I think is really awesome. Uh-huh. And, and generally, I would say like the Winter Olympics figure skating part of it. But just generally, I think the Winter the winter Olympics, there's a lot of like uh, real graceful athletes who are yeah. doing, you know, remarkable things at incredibly high speeds. Right. In a way that, um, like you just said, you know, they can they can hold themselves it's just like there's a level of poise that's unbelievable um, in, in the face of, you know, real danger. I think sport. when and if people people use our, our uh, email address, yeah. this question might get more more response than just about anything we've done so far. I feel like we're definitely missing some obvious ones. Without a doubt. You know, but it's... Without a doubt. Okay, so so be it. Some some diver. We're missing, you know, Greg, Greg Luganis on this or something like Ooh, that. That's a great one. Yeah, that is. That is. As soon as the pressure was off, I was yeah, getting ready to say goodbye. It's Luganis. Luganis is number one, right? <laughs> Other than when he hit his head on the board. But, man, but yeah, of yeah, course. I hear you. Right. Luganis. All right. Yeah, that's my and, number one. And you guys can hold off on the Peggy Flemings and the Dorothy Hamels and, and all of that. We know. We know. We, We're yeah. just, yeah. Not Tanya Harding. Right. <laughs> 
This was uh, Here's the Situation. We thank Julie Nichols for doing our, our music. We thank Nate Fort for uh, helping us produce this. And uh, if you want to write to us, we're at Here's the Situation podcast at Gmail. Dot com. Uh, am I missing anything, Rush? No, no. Send in, uh, send in your situations. They're getting harder to write. Yeah, yeah. We could use, we could use <laughs> the help. Uh, look forward to talking to you next time.